0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Dirty Dishes. I hope this episode finds you well. Um, You might hear my dishwasher running in the background, you know, again, trying to multitask like usual, and I felt like running the dishwasher and having a podcast called Dirty Dishes kind of goes hand in hand, right? I feel like that kind of works out pretty well. Um, Today, I want to talk about being jaded after divorce, and the reason that I'm wanted to talk about this is that I felt compelled to number one a question was presented to me um, a couple weeks ago by a friend of mine that said are you less jaded now than you were before and I think this was a really important question I think it is a great question And I think it's a question that um, really provoked me to think about where I'm at in my life and kind of take stock of where I am and how I process things and how I um, went along on this journey because divorce is a journey um, I don't care if you've been divorced six months I don't care if you're going to through a divorce currently um, I think that you can be divorced for 20 years and have moved on and been with a significant other for an extended period of time and still be working through things that happened in your divorce or you can step back and realize that hey you know, I really had to sit there and process this. It really truly was a journey. It wasn't just wham, bam, I got divorced and now I've moved on. I have this significant person in my life now and I'm fully recovered and it's just as easy as taking out the trash. And I think that's what confuses people about divorce sometimes. And I will say maybe in the beginning, um I might have felt that way too like it was just simply like taking out the trash like I had this trash can in my home and I was just throwing away all the bad, all the negative, all the problems that I had in my previous marriage. And I was just throwing them all in this nice, lovely little trash bag. Um, Maybe it had a lovely lavender scent, who knows. And I was just throwing it out. Like it was just done, it was over. I got the finalization papers, You know, saying that my divorce was final, that I can move on, I'm a single person, now I can be happy. It is not that simple of a journey and people don't understand that unless they've been through it and it's hard for people to understand in general that this is a journey and I think like I said even myself I did not realize what a journey this was I did not realize um, what I was in for I didn't realize that post-divorce kin last years, that post-divorce feeling, um, that going through a divorce takes a lot of work. It's a lot of grieving processes. It's a lot of stepping back. It's a lot of looking at yourself in the mirror and realizing who you were as a person at that point in your life and the steps that you've used to become a better person or to write the ship or to correct some things um, in your own behavior. It could possibly mean that you were going to therapy. It could mean that um, you just kind of stepped away and worked on some things. In general, you learned how to be by yourself. Maybe you took up a new hobby. Um, maybe you moved to another city or another state to get away from the situations um, that were bothering you. But when I was asked if I was less jaded, um, let me paint the picture for you. It was really hot a couple of weeks ago. It was like 90 some degrees, and I'm sitting there sweating as I'm watching um, a race that was in our city. And I'm sitting there, and, and when my friend asked me this, if I can look back and be less jaded um, about um, my past with my ex, the answer was an automatic yes. And I realized that I had finally turned a corner. I had finally bridged that gap from bitterness, angry, misunderstanding, grieving to the point where I can now go visit a racetrack and not think of him or the bad situations. Um, I've also had to embrace the fact that not everything in my marriage prior was awful. It wasn't always horrible. There was some love there, even if it was a messed up situation. Um, you, anytime you're with someone for a length of time, there's obviously something good holding us there as well. Um, even if we feel like it's 99.9% bad, there's still that 0.01% where it was good that kept us going. Um, now can I say that's the absolute case in every situation? No, I cannot, but there was some kind of love there and that's not always easy, um, especially if maybe they broke your trust, maybe if there was um, some cheating involved, maybe if there was some lying, um, maybe if it was a situation where it was abusive, emotional, physical. Um, it's not easy to look back and go, oh, yeah, I did love that person at one point. And that's when I think I realized I could truly make peace, is that there was a time that I did really care about this person. There were times that he actually cared about me, and that is so hard to admit if you've been in an abusive relationship. Um, I can say that from my own personal experience. I think it's probably difficult as well, you know, if they were lying about the finances and maybe gambling your mortgage away. Um, I think it's different too um, if you've been in a situation with addiction. Um, There's a lot of situations where we can look back and go, was that really love or was I just staying there because I felt like I had to? Um, I can honestly look back and say that he was somebody that I cared about, that um, in the beginning it wasn't all bad. Um, there were some red flags in the relationship later on that I did not see because I met him when I was 21 years old. Um, at 21, you're not going to have a ton of experience. You're not going to be wise beyond your years. You know, here I sit 20 years later talking on this podcast and I can look back and point out things now that I wish I would have known, but it's all part of that learning curve too. Um, sometimes when we meet our significant others, when we're younger, um, We're not as aware, we're not as um, worldly, or we don't have the wisdom enough to know what's going on. Or, you know, maybe we have some friends and family telling us some things. And at the time, we love this person and we care about them. And, you know, we're not going to sit there and necessarily believe the naysayers. And it does happen. You know, we make that choice because that's what was right for us at that moment, at that point in time. So that's why I say coming out of a divorce is a process. Um, It can take years. And some people, like I said, think it's as simple as the metaphor I gave of taking out the trash. They think it's so simple. Well, you just got rid of all the negativity, the bad, the things that were weighing you down. So you just got rid of it. Everything's final. Um, why, Why would you be on a journey? And you're on a journey because You have to learn from your past mistakes, you have to learn what not to do in your maybe new relationship or this new found freedom that you have in your life. Um, I think you have a responsibility or an obligation to yourself to do the work and process it and figure it out. Um, Like when I started this podcast, um, we were in the midst of COVID and the pandemic and You know, it gave me a lot of time to stop and think about things. It gave me a moment to step back and go, oh my gosh, you know, I'm still not 100% fully healed from this. And here's the thing. People think um, if you've moved on to a new relationship, too, that you're fully healed. No, you're not. Um, (laughs) You still have work to do because you don't typically want to repeat the same mistakes that you made in your previous relationship. Um, You don't want to do that. You don't want to fail at another relationship. That was one of the biggest driving points for me is I don't want to go into another relationship and present the same problems or present the same person that I was prior um, because we all do things wrong in a relationship. Um, Let's admit it. like Nobody is 100% dead on accurate all the time in their relationship. You know we sometimes have those white lies that we tell our partner um (laughs) unfortunately that's just what happens right you spent a little more maybe at target than what you should have or you know you didn't go buy the milk after work you know you had to run out and go get it again um because you forgot so i think it's one of those things that happens in relationships, but we also have to step back and realize who we are and where we came from. And we kind of have to eventually embrace that past person that we were and we have to realize that our marriage wasn't necessarily a failure um i read a really great quote from deborah messing um who talked about divorce and how it is today and versus what it says in the scripture the bible or whether you believe that or not um that's your choice but i'm going to quote this because i thought, thought it was very poignant i thought it was very um enlightened is kind of how I felt too um she basically to summarize I'm paraphrasing you can look it up um, on google or online or however whatever search engine you, you use um it basically said you know people Back in the day, when they got married, they lived to be 37 years old in Biblical times. 37. So yes, it was easy to say that marriage was till death did we part. And I've I've touched on this before because I believe the same thing. Um, it's easy to sit there and go, well, I can be with somebody for 16 years and they're we're probably both going to be dead by our, you know, 37 to 40 years old. You know, I can hang in, I can do this. And at the time um, she was going through a divorce herself and she had been with her um, partner for 27 years. So I think, you know, we have to realize that even though a relationship ended or failed after you know, almost two decades of being together or over a decade of being together that, um, we change as people. Um, it is not the same as when our parents got married or our grandparents got married. Um, it's a very, very different setting. It's a different time period. People are living longer. Our, let's think about it. Our life expectancy has doubled, Um, maybe even tripled in some cases. So I think you know, we have to sit back and realize that we're not the same people. We are constantly evolving. We are constantly changing, whether we're changing jobs, whether we're moving to a new city, whether we're having children, um, whether we lost a parent and we're going through the grieving process. I think it's really important to realize that we are all evolving and changing. And so when we have a partner that we're with, and we're evolving, growing, and changing, and maybe that person isn't, and they're staying the same, and you have all these goals and aspirations and dreams, that can cause a marriage to fall apart. Um, Because as people, we need to have our partners, our significant others, be on the same Path as us, we need to be reading out the same book. We need to be maybe not necessarily on the same page all the time, but we need to be on the same book. You know, we need to both be going into the library of love and checking out the same book. We we need to be doing that, and and that's healthy in any relationship to be on the same page. You are not the same page to be reading out the same book. If you're not on the same page, that's fine, but you need to have the same handbook. You need to um, have that constant that continuation of understanding and being on that same path together Um, because you want to support each other's journeys and so when marriages start to get rockier start to fail you know it can be lack of communication Um, it can feel like that other person does not understand your goals your dreams or your desires Um, that was something that caused my previous marriage to fall apart I did not understand why my ex-spouse had to keep doing the racing thing even though it was costing a lot of money and it was you know killing our livelihood for about 10 years of our relationship every trip everything we ever did and went on was all about his racing career um it was never like oh here let's go down to Florida to have a good time it was no it wasn't that way it was nope we're going down here because there's a racing event or we're going to California because There's a racing event taking place on Thanksgiving Day and we need to be there. Um, So when you start to have different dreams or different aspects, um, desires for things, you can grow apart. And that's where the communication has to come into play. And there's some that are more severe situations where the other person maybe... Feels bored or whatever their reasoning is they step out on their partner for whatever reason Um, that's a journey within itself why it happened can you forgive that person so with divorce there is this journey there is peeling the layers of an onion I guess so to speak and you're really trying to figure out like who you are what happened and I'll be honest with you it took me about four years to get through this process, even though I was happy, um, with my now husband, it took four or five years to get through this process, to get to the other side of the bridge and to get from that place of being jaded and angry and maybe thinking why me or being at a race, for example, even though I loved racing before I ever met my ex, um, Being there and being able to be comfortable in that spot and being able to sit there and talk about it and not have this overwhelming feeling of like sadness or anger or frustration. Um, So I definitely um, realized when my friend posed this question to me that I had made it to the other side of the bridge. I had gone from jaded to non-jaded. I had fully made the transformation or fully accepted where I was at in my life, that there was some kind of love in my last relationship and that, um, even though I got divorced and all the guilt and maybe the shame that comes with that had finally eroded, it had finally gone away. And I had to realize who I was then and who I am now. And that they're two completely different people. Sometimes when we go through the divorce and then we're sitting here, you know, looking at who we are now, we think, well, why didn't I realize that? And we start to have all this frustration with ourselves and we start to think, why didn't I handle it differently? Why didn't I do it differently? Here's the thing. When you are in a loving, trusting relationship with somebody and you love your partner you want to believe them you want to believe the best about them you want to see them through their their hard times Um, you want to make sure that they're safe and secure and you're willing to do anything you can to make your marriage work because those are the vows you took if you took the traditional vows until death do we part Um, I think it's one of those things that you really have to tell yourself That was, I was in a different place. I was in a different relationship um, because you're a different person once you're removed from the divorce. Once you're removed from that person, that situation, um, you do become a different person. You're adjusting to single life. You're adjusting to being a part-time parent, perhaps. Um, You're adjusting if you're the one who had to move out of the home or apartment that you shared with this person. You're making all kinds of adjustments, so you are not the same person. And that's something that was really hard for me to grasp for a while was that I felt like, well, I should be, I should have been different in the past. I should have been this other person. I should have known what was going on. I should have got there quicker. I should have been smarter. Um, here's the thing we learn by mistakes. We learn by trial and error in a lot of cases. And I think with divorce, we don't give ourselves that, um, that same kind of grace we sit there and can beat ourselves up merciless like unmercifully you know we can sit there and just say why didn't I do this why didn't I do that you know, Wyatt and I see, and there's some anger that comes with that, and there's some frustration that comes with that, and sometimes there's some self-loathing that comes with that. Um, as I've said before on this podcast, I'm a completely different person than what I was with my ex-partner. I am who I am now, and I'm way more comfortable in being this person than I was, you know, 10 years ago when I was with my ex. Um, there's something to be said for being able to be yourself and being comfortable and complete in who you are. Um, In realizing that maybe you weren't the best version of yourself when you were with that other person and that can be a hard pill to swallow Um, because maybe they were your first love maybe you were high school sweethearts maybe you felt like you did everything you possibly could and you didn't understand why it still failed Um, that does happen and that's where you have to kind of step back and try to get some closure and try to figure it out Um, divorce is not a one-size-fits-all it divorce for some people you know maybe they were living separate lives for a really long time and then decided ten years in you know hey we're gonna move on and it doesn't really affect them because they were never in the same state or they were never truly living in the same house for more than two three days at a time because they worked different shifts or they had odd hours Um, it's not one-size-fits-all But I wanted to talk about being jaded and this whole recovery process because I think it's something that gets left off and not a lot of people discuss it. Um, I think. We carry those wounds from being a divorced person, carrying some shame, carrying some guilt, um, feeling like maybe at times we could have done more. And that's really a process that we have to work through and it can take years. It's not like we just wake up one morning and we're like, okay, I'm all better now. It's not like we put a Band-Aid on it, cleaned it out with some peroxide, and now we can move forward. It's not like that. It's a continuous process. Um, We have some wounds. We have some scars there Um, and eventually we wear our divorce like a badge of pride because we came out the other side less jaded and we're a lot happier so I think there's something to be said for taking that time and figuring it out it can take years to be removed from it and I know I did a previous podcast and I can't remember what number it was but I talked about how some family members were still talking about their divorce like five six years later and I didn't fully understand it So I have to kind of retract that podcast if you listen to it um, and kind of go back on what I said. Like you do need help. You do need to be able to work through some processes and try to figure out why you're still focused on your divorce. But I don't think at the time I realized I was still on my journey. I was still trying to figure things out and I'm in a completely different place. And that's one thing we have to realize is that we can come out the other side with a different opinion or different process um, that's where I say it's not a one-size-fits-all it's you know very very different you know you don't sit there and use the same size trash can bag for your kitchen trash can as you do your tiny bathroom trash can you know it, it's you got to buy different sizes right or you reuse the little plastic bags that you get from the grocery store that your groceries come in you know every person has a different journey and a different experience. It's just like, you're not going to use a twin size comforter on a queen size bed. You know, you have to make these concessions for yourself and realize, you know, you're not in a one size fits all situation. And if somebody got over their divorce in six months and you are still three, four, ten years later and you're still dealing with some things and you have some scars from that, you know, that's understandable. But I do also think that you have a time to be angry and bitter about it and then be able to move on. Um, I think it's important that you don't stay on Bitter Boulevard and Anger Avenue. I think it's important that you kind of step back and realize where you're at and say, do I want to stay here? Do I want to remain here? Um, I've talked about previously, um, one of my sister-in-law's staying bitter and still talking about her divorce like, you know, the guy just did her wrong yesterday. And I understand that to an extent. I understand the pain that comes with that. But you also have to be able to move on for your own sanity and to be able to grow as a person and to understand where you are in life and give yourself that time to heal. But if you're struggling with healing, I'm a big proponent of Therapy. I'm a big supporter of that. Um, I think that it's really important that we take the time to figure out what's going on within ourselves and be able to move forward. If we need to have a good cry, if we need to have um, a long, Hug out session with a friend or a family member, you know, to be able to move forward, then that's fine too. Um, But I don't think it's good to hold on to anger. Um, I don't think it's good to stay bitter. I think there's a lot of growth and realization that can happen after divorce. And I think it's important to lean into that and to understand that um, we're only going to come out better for it, that it's something that is critical on this journey. Um, that we will go through a grieving process, we'll go through an understanding process, maybe you'll go through the jaded process like I did and Eventually, you'll be able to go somewhere that maybe you attended with your ex and you're like, oh my gosh, this doesn't affect me or trigger me like I did before. Um, maybe there's still a little bit of a trigger there, but it's not to the point of being maybe a full blown panic, like get me out of here situation. So I think we have to understand that where we are when we're going through a divorce and when it's finalized and just educating ourselves and trying to have a better understanding
1: mm. of
0: the situation as a whole creates this opportunity for us to grow and see things differently and change our point of view and, and learn on this journey because divorce is a journey. Um, like I said, I was very guilty of thinking that it was a one size fits all deal. And then once your divorce is finalized, you just move on and there's no work to be done. Um, but in reality, there's a lot of work to be done. So if you're feeling stuck or in this place, or you've been jaded, um, keep working at it, keep striving, keep trying to figure out why you're feeling this way or what needs to happen or what might need to change. So I encourage you, if you're, feeling this way to go get some talk therapy talk to a good friend talk to a trusted family member um, talk to somebody else who has gone through divorce go through um, social media maybe and find a divorce support group Um, i'm sure there's a lot out there Um, i think there's a lot of opportunities and tools that we can use to help ourselves go through this process and um, if you're feeling jaded on your journey i think Everybody most definitely has the ability to come back out the other side and bridge that gap and say, I am in a non-jaded place.